Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Time for another edition of Smart Simple Wealth, and we're so glad you're joining us today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas, Texas, and as we announced last month, Tennessee. If you want to find out more information about Carrie, you can go to QureshiLaw.com, and we'll link to that in the description of today's show. Carrie, hope you're doing well. Today's episode is right up your alley. We're talking about wills and trusts and specifically what retirees need to know about those subjects. Right, right. I hope you have a whole hour and a half blocked off for today's show, Walter. (laughs) This is something that I probably could talk much longer, but I'll try to keep it short and to the point today. I mean, you you do it all, the the financial, the legal, the life planning, but it sounds like the wills and trusts is really what gets your passionate side going. Right. Well, I think, you know, having everything integrated and working together is, is super important. But starting out in the estate planning world, I just, I know how important it is to not only have it for your lifetime, but to protect it for future generations. And so that's what makes, you know, the wills and trusts portion so important to the families we work with. It's a really great point. Well, we're going to have fun talking about that on today's show. We've also got a question from Red. Red is wondering a little bit about worrying about the market and having some stomach aches over the ups and downs of the market, which we've had a lot of that this year. So that's understandable, Red. So we're going to get to Red's question on today's show. And we're going to talk about mm, maybe a little bit of regret, undoing something from our life. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I don't know, that could be funny, or maybe we get a little deep <laughs> on today's show. We'll see what direction Carrie takes that in. All that and much more straight ahead. But let's kick it off with a thoughtful quote of the month from Calvin and Hobbes, of all places. There's never enough time to do all the nothing that you want. <laughs> that really resonates with me. Does it? See, I, there. you know, there's days where like, I, I want to do nothing, but... For the most part, like when I have free time, like I have a whole list of things that I want to do. I guess I'm kind of a a busy body and I need, you know, to create projects for myself. So, yeah, this this is kind of a different perspective for me. Yeah, there is. I'm twofold. There are days if I've got a project that I want to work on, then I want to get up at five or six in the morning and start working on it. Like especially if it's like an around the house type project. I want to get up early, I want to start on it, and I want to go nonstop until I can complete it or until I just run out of gas. But if it's a day that I don't have anything like that on the agenda, and it is a day where it's like, you know what, I just need that do-nothing day, it never feels like the day is long enough to do nothing. So that really resonates. Yeah, I know. There are days where you just block off and say, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to chill. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like Sundays, Sunday afternoons. I have, we're always sort of like growing up or a watch the race, watch the NASCAR race, put the football game on and kind of do nothing. Maybe if we were feeling a little motivated, we'd go for a, you know, a walk before it got dark outside, you know, kind of an evening walk. But then it was right back to kind of doing nothing and then cook a little dinner or order and just a nice calm end to the weekend before having to go back to the work week. Yeah. But my wife is like, most of the time can never have any downtime. Like she wants to be, go for the, a walk with the dogs for like two miles. <laughs> Let's go drive somewhere. Let's go do something. I'm like, Every once in a while, we got to just sit on the porch and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, Saturdays are kind of our busy day. Let's do, you know, the household chores and all that. But Sundays are kind of like relax, cook dinner. Yeah. We put football on. I mean, maybe if I'm wanting to do something, I'll read a book. Like I'll use that afternoon as my, my reading and learning, you know, time. And that's still yeah. relaxing for me. 
Yeah. I think uh, she's had so many years, my wife's had so many years of being in school and then in grad school and studying while also working. She just always wanted to go do something fun because she kind of felt like she was always stagnant, reading, doing nothing. Now that she works full time and has no more school, she's coming around to my line of thinking now. I mm-hmm. think she's a little bit more like, yeah, let's just relax on the couch for a couple of hours. Like, you know, she used to get real stagnant after like maybe two episodes of a show. She'd be like, uh, how do people sit here and watch multiple episodes of a show? How do you binge? I don't I don't get that. <laughs> now she's like, all right, well, yeah, we can watch 15 episodes of Arrested Development in a row. Sure. No problem. Oh, good. <laughs> So it's fun stuff. All right, Calvin and Hobbes, thanks for the uh, fun fodder there, the quote of the month. I don't know how that relates to what we're going to talk about with wills and trusts on today's show, but it was uh, it was fun fodder for sure. All right, so let's get into the nitty and gritty here and uh, and dive into this, Carrie, because I know you've prepared a lot for today's show. Um, what retirees should know about wills and trusts? And it's interesting because, Carrie, I'd say people often overlook that estate planning side of preparing for retirement And there's also a lot of misunderstandings about trusts and wills, the differences between them, the roles that they play in this equation. So in this episode, our goal is to really explore some of the critical questions about these items and also see how they fit into strategies for retirement preparation and try and clear some of the air a little bit. So let's start with the basics. Why are wills and trusts important and who really needs to perk up their ears and and know about these? Right. So, you know, wills and trusts are important. You know, most people understand them as who gets my stuff when I die. Okay. But there's so much more to that than just, you know, dying. Okay. And so wills and trusts and just overall estate planning, it's important during your lifetime too. It's, you know, if something happens to you where you're incapacitated, who's going to make your medical decisions? Who's going to make financial decisions for you? Um, As well as, you know, passing on assets once you're gone. And, you know, honestly, everybody needs to know about them. Estate planning is for everybody. But we usually see older clients, usually in their late 40s to 50s, really start to focus on estate planning as being more important. Because I think you get to a point in your life where you realize that you're not invincible. Um, you're not going to live forever. And, you know, you have to sit down and say, man, you know, let's let's start planning for this. You know, what, what do I want my legacy to be? How can I protect um, my assets and my loved ones, you know, you know in the best possible way? And so it, it's really important to kind of have that conversation and to be able to sit down and do that type of planning. That's critical and I think really important to, as, at least as a base level, start there. But let's move the ball forward a little bit. How does somebody know if a will or trust is going to be right for them or if they're going to need both? Right. And I think this is probably the most important topic that we talk to our clients about um, when they come in for an initial planning session is we talk about the differences between wills and we talk about the differences between trust because a will does not do everything that a trust can do. And there are so many misconceptions about both. And so the, the first point is, you know, becoming more educated about what a will can do and then what a trust can do. And every every family is different. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions, too, around a trust and needing to be wealthy before you have a trust. And that's not the case at all. Um, We see, you know, average, you know, American families every day using trusts, whether they have a special needs child, whether they have, you know, children or grandchildren that maybe aren't quite so financially responsible with their money. 
you know, we, we want to have asset protection for the kids. If they were ever involved in a lawsuit, we want to protect that inheritance. There's just so many different reasons on why you would use a trust or, like you said, a will with that. And so it really just takes um, some conversation with the estate planning attorney and kind of learning your personal situation. Yeah, that's important, too. Definitely good to get advice on these things and not go at it alone. A lot of moving parts to consider. Is a trust just for money, or can other assets like property and those kinds of things be included? Oh, I mean, you can put almost anything in in a trust. You know, we actually had a client I was talking to the other day. My favorite teddy bear I'm going to include. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personal (laughs) property. A client just yesterday I was on the phone with um, has some muse. No, it's book royalties. A book royalty interest. Oh, um, so cool. he was getting like a check from one of the books of a family member had written years ago, and he was still getting that that royalty interest. And so we can put that into the trust. We can put real estate into the trust. We can put business interest into the trust. And so it is very broad on 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 what type of assets that we can protect. Okay, that's definitely good to know. Interesting about the uh, the book royalty trust. That's pretty cool. How much does it cost to set all this up? A, a will or a trust, or or is there a combo deal? I mean, what what kind of costs can people expect to go into this? You know, you're going to see a huge range on this. Um, you can Google and find something online for two hundred bucks, right? To print out a little basic form. Probably is not going to be um, the most comprehensive plan that that you would want to have. And so when working with an estate planning attorney, you obviously want to work with one that is going to charge a flat fee because sometimes if you call an attorney on an estate plan and ask, you know, how much is, is this going to cost me, they'll just give you their hourly rate. And, and that doesn't really tell people what they need to know. How much is this going to cost me in total, right? right. Um, and so we can see, you know, if you're looking at working with an attorney, I would say Anywhere from a minimum of a thousand dollars up to six, seven, eight thousand. Like I said, it, it is a broad range, and we just don't know, you know, the assets involved, the family situation. Do you have a taxable estate, and we need tax planning? And so it really just depends on the type of value um, that that plan is going to bring for your family. That's a great distinction. We're getting ready to uh, maybe dabble in the you know kitchen renovation space, and it's kind of like the same thing. Like, okay, well, there's the $100 solution of just repaint the cabinets ourselves and add some knobs or the you know $30,000 solution of knocking down some walls. And you know, it's like yeah. pick, pick, pick which one you, you want and what, what fits your needs and your comprehensive level and understand that you can't do what you want to do in the 30000 plan for the $200 plan. Exactly. And sometimes I use the analogy of like going to buy a vehicle. You know, you can buy the, the used vehicle, used Honda with, you know, 100,000 miles on it and it's going to be cheaper. But is it going to get you to point A to point B? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, how's the safety? How's, how's, the, safety? how's yeah. the ride? Is it going to be bumpy? You know, what's the gas mileage? And then you can go and purchase a new vehicle. And yes, you're going to pay a lot more. It's going to have bells and whistles. It's going to be more comfortable. You know, you have a lot more guarantees that it's going to do everything you need it to do. And so I think you need to kind of take into consideration those different factors. Okay, great points. Last but not least, who does someone talk to about setting up a will or a trust? And what role then does a financial advisor play into all of that equation? Well, obviously, they need to talk to a competent estate planning attorney. We don't want to work with just a general practice attorney that says, oh, yeah, I can do a will. Let me find you a form. You know, if they do 500 area, you know, different practice areas, work with somebody that specializes in this because it's very important that they get it right. 
And with estate planning, a lot of people don't know that it has been done incorrectly until it's too late, until we've lost a loved one. And then there is no redo. There is no going back and fixing it. So you need to get it right from the first time. So first of all, work with, you know, a licensed estate planning specialist. But regarding the roles that a financial advisor plays in this, um, Walter, you may recall that we, we've done a whole podcast, I think, as far as, you know, financial advisors, you know, giving legal advice, which is something that um, I've encountered throughout my practice. It's, it's important for a financial advisor to mention estate planning and say, hey, you know, maybe you should talk to an attorney about setting up a trust. I think maybe a trust might fit your situation, but, but go and have that conversation. But it's also important as a client not to let the financial advisor dictate to you or to that attorney on what you need because at the end of the day they don't have a law degree and so definitely give that deference to your estate planning attorney when you have that conversation and this is what's a little bit unique about you guys right because most people are just a financial advisor or then you have people who are just estate planning attorneys this is where you guys bring it all in-house under one umbrella Right. And I think that's what makes our services so valuable is because we can look at both sides um, and make sure that the financial plan integrates with the legal plan. We don't have, you know, the left side of our body telling the right side what to do. Um, (laughs) We make sure that everything is working and that there's not any missteps. And so, yes, I mean, I think that that's really critical um, for clients that are doing their, you know, the overall retirement and legacy planning. That's a really good point too, Carrie. So all really helpful pieces of information. Any other kind of final thoughts on wills and trusts you want to leave people with? You know, I, I think just, you know, to keep an open mind and, and go in um, willing to learn more about what trusts can do and the benefits they can provide. There's a lot of different types of trusts. And so we have clients that want to set up a trust for long-term care and Medicaid planning protection. They can provide for divorce protection for your children and grandchildren. And that's a huge one for our clients. They're like, oh man, yeah, you can you can build in divorce protection. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, and there's just ways to just build in that asset protection and keep assets in the family. And so, like I said, it really depends on, you know, the individual goals of of your family to kind of create that, you know, unique estate plan. Very cool. I'm assuming you talk about this more in your book, Smart Simple Wealth. Yes, yes. So the book Smart Simple Wealth, you know, we really do include a lot of different information about how you can protect your loved ones, but also how do you minimize taxes and how do we really create that lasting legacy for future generations? And so we do offer that book for free on our website. So for anyone that's interested, go to www.kureshilaw.com or they can also give us a call at the office 870-275-4304 to request a copy of the book. Smart Simple Wealth. The book is Smart Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On. And also, special bonus, wanted to mention, you can get a tax-free retirement DVD along with the free book, only 30 copies available. So uh, don't delay. Go ahead and get the book, and you can get the accompanying DVD to go along with it as well. It gives you info and tools that you need to know as you get close to paying zero taxes in retirement, or so you can get close to paying zero taxes in retirement as possible. Again, go to KureshiLaw.com. Check the description of today's show for a link directly to Getting Your Smart Simple Wealth book, uh, or you can call 870-275-4304. That's a great look at wills and trusts. Hope you picked up something new that you didn't know uh, before today's show, and now you know it. Time to get to know Carrie a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. 
All right, Carrie, my fun question for you this week is maybe deeper than, than fun, but what's one thing in life you wish you could go back and undo? You can take this as seriously or light as you like. You know, so I, I was thinking about this question earlier, and I'm one of those people that think that everything happens for a reason. And my concern is if I went back and changed one thing in my life, mm. what would domino, I be? What domino are you knocking yeah, over? Yeah, like where would I be? Would I still be where I am today? And so when I look back, you know, either through my career or my personal situation, you know, I feel like everything, but for better or for worse, has made me the person that I am today. And so I don't know that there's anything I would really go back and undo or change. I really kind of look at things the same way. You learn from those mistakes. So then if you don't make those mistakes, you're just leaving yourself open to making that mistake again in the future. And maybe it's a bigger mistake because it's now happening later in life versus earlier in life when maybe you didn't have as much writing on it. Right. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't imagine going back and changing really anything. There was never anything catastrophic enough, I guess, to say that, you know, I would kind of erase that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've often thought I would. I'll say this: if I could go back and undo one thing, I think I would maybe either one go to a smaller college. I think I might have. Now I feel like I did thrive in a big college setting. I, I did. I did just fine. And boy, I would have missed out on maybe a lot of opportunities for certain things. But I think I would have really liked a smaller college, so I could say that. Or. Maybe I, I, if I could go back, I would love to maybe do a different type of dorm setup. I, I was not a big partier in college by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and so that was a really tough environment for me to, to deal with. So I don't know. I might go back and maybe choose like a dry dorm. I know people are like, oh, okay, well, that sounds really boring. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like, and I made good friends. I made good connections in, in college and the people that I, I lived with those first couple of years. But I feel like I would have made even stronger connections maybe if I'd been in a place where there was less emphasis on on the drinking. But mm. that's a little hard to find on a college campus too. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> So yeah. that, that's maybe what I would say, because there were definitely times where I was the oddball that, you know, n- never drank. So that, yeah. that that was me in college. I was See, we I was don't that have guy. that much of a problem around here because um, there's a lot of dry counties in Arkansas. So <laughs> maybe you should have come to I school should, in Arkansas. I should, maybe I need to move to Arkansas. There, there you go. <laughs> that's fantastic. Should, should have gone to uh, to university down there, maybe. Yeah. But again, you know, gosh, that's a, I met my wife in college. So <laughs> right. if I change that, that changes everything else in life. So, you know, it's, um, it's not necessarily saying something I want to go do. But if I were to kind of like just pick one moment in life or maybe I could have changed something. And it, I'm t- maybe approaching it more from it'd be interesting to see then that tangent life that develops from there and see how right. close it is to today or how far away it gets. That would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there. There's a great movie, Carrie. You would like it. I believe it's called Sliding Doors. Penelope Cruz, maybe? Maybe not. I can't remember the actress that's in it. But she misses uh, She misses the train. And, like the doors close. Just like she, she, one version of her life, she gets onto the subway and the doors close right behind her. She just made it. But then a parallel universe happens where the doors close right before she gets there. And so something very simple and innocuous is missing the subway that morning. And then the story, the movie, follows her divergent lives from missing that subway train. Wow. Um, yes, it, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a really cool movie. I think you'd really like it because you're you're in this that mindset of everything happens for a reason. So I think you'd really like it. Check it out. It's from many years ago, but Sliding Doors. It was I remember okay. it being kind of a cute, cute movie. Pretty good. So, yeah, check it out.
There you go, getting to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show and a movie recommendation for you. Go check it out, Sliding Doors. More coming up on today's program. In fact, we're going to answer one of your questions next. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so this week's question comes to us from Red. Red is in Pigot and says, I never worried too much about the stock market when I was working. But now that I'm retired, my stomach is in knots every time the Dow has a bad day. Should I just move everything to cash so that I don't worry so much? So here's my typical lawyer answer. It depends. <laughs> and I know everybody hates that answer, but it, it does depend. It depends on, well, first of all, do you have enough cash to just put it, you know, in cash and not have it in the market? And, and would you be okay in retirement? And if so, maybe that's what you need to do. But you also have to realize that, you know, you, you're probably taking on too much risk in, in your investment portfolio. And so you definitely want to, you know, dial that back and go in and look at that investment portfolio and say, you know, can I take less risk and still achieve a reasonable rate of return. And you have to know what that rate of return needs to be to hit your retirement goals. And so it really does kind of dive back into this overall, you know, financial and retirement plan is what is the lowest amount of risk I can take to be successful in retirement. And I think if you were able to look at that and have that plan, you wouldn't be so upset about, you know, these ups and downs, you know, these short-term market fluctuations. I think that's really important. The it depends, of course, always, Gary. Uh, that's yeah. that's going to be attached to every answer on this show, that's for sure. But uh, that's some other good food for thought. You know, Red, you, it sounds like you may have had a lot of stomach aches this year, as many of us have had yeah. for things in the news, but specifically tied to the market. Sure, there's been a lot of up days through the pandemic, too. But boy, you just take this, the one drop that we had this year, and that's enough to give you a stomach ache for a while. So... Right. Yeah, we had that 30% drop back in March, and it is a matter of uh, a few days. And so I think that that really took a lot of people by surprise. And, and for the people that stayed invested and, and knew that they had a long-term you know, portfolio, it, it came back up. And when it came back up, it came up quickly. And so we obviously, nobody would have um, expected or could have forecast something like that, which is why, you know, that's just another great example of why we need to take a long-term approach um, to our investment strategy. Yeah, that's a great point. Good question, Red. And this is also a great illustration. You know, we talked this whole show pretty much about wills and trusts, but now we're back to the financial planning component with this question from Red. And it really shows that all of these things are married. They all are merged into one. And so if you want to get some more help and assistance again with integrating that financial, legal, and life planning all together, that's what Carrie and her team specializes in. So if you want to pick up that free book, you can do so. Smart, Simple Wealth, How to Get It, Keep It, and Pass It On, a free book that will include a wealth of information about how you can protect your loved ones and your wealth, along with minimizing taxes and creating a lasting legacy. You can get that at QureshiLaw.com or by clicking the link in the description of today's show or by calling 870-275-4304. And we have 30 copies available of a special bonus, a tax-free retirement DVD uh, that'll talk to you a little bit more about getting down to paying almost zero taxes in retirement, at least as close as possibly possible. Possibly possible. There you go. Word of the day <laughs> on today's show. Again, Smart Simple Wealth, you can get it at QureshiLaw.com or by calling 870-275-4304. And one correction from the show today, Carrie, sliding doors, it was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow 
Not oh, the, okay. The yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Boy, long, 98. So a little bit of age on that movie. But uh, it was a good one. Check it out. Will she, do. I appreciate the, the movie recommendation. She's a blonde in half the movie and, and a brunette in the other half. That's one of the things that diverges. And it helps you keep them apart and tell which storyline it's tracking. Oh, so. uh, okay. See, and that's something, you know, I think for all, all the different changes in life, I don't think I could ever be brunette. So. Uh, see, well, maybe just you need to just try it. Like, in, and then in this movie, you know, it might lead to a divergent life, you know. Yeah. There you go. Split it up. Too funny. Thanks for everything, Carrie. We'll talk to you again next month. All right. Thank you so much, Walter. All right. Have a good one. That's Carrie Qureshi here on Smart Simple Wealth. Thanks for joining us. Have a good rest of your month, and we'll talk to you again soon. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.